Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Well, greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth and justice, believers in peace, freedom and the American way. Tom Hartman here with you. The snow is finally melting here in Portland, which is really cool. I think we're down to just around 60 or 70,000 people in the state who don't have power, which is a uh, substantial improvement over a few days ago. Loss of power here in Portland for uh, basically a full day seems to have scrambled a few things internet-wise. My apologies if we've had, you know, hiccups and weirdnesses with our streams and with our shows. Our, our podcasts are put together by a couple of friends of ours down in Texas, and they've had no power, so our podcasts have been down. It's, it's just been a, you know, well, Mercury's retrograde. <laughs> Until next week, it's been a particularly bad week. And we've got it good. You know, I mean, you know, Louise and I only lost power for one day. And heat. There are people in Texas, as a consequence of decades of Texas Republicans adhering to this idea that government is an evil thing and you just have to rely on the fossil fuel industry and the billionaires it makes to make life good. As a result of that, you've got people in Texas who have no heat, have no power. It's really cold there. And now as the power is being restored in large parts of Texas, they have no water. You know, welcome to Republican Utopia. Back in 2016, I believe it was, or maybe 2018, Ted Cruz tweeted out, I'll believe in global warming when Texas freezes over. Right. You think he's going to come out and say, I believe in global warming? I doubt he's going to say that any more than he's going to say that it was his responsibility to go to Cancun during a disaster. He's blaming it on his daughters. Oh, we had to do it because of the girls. Right. Next up, he'll be blaming it on his wife. And poor Snowflake, right? Ted Cruz's dog was uh, stuck at home. David Sirota, you know, he's got this newsletter called The Daily Poster that you can subscribe to. I, you know, I get it. I subscribe to it. David's been on this program many times. His current issue, the one that came out, I believe it was today, it might have been yesterday, is a headline, Progressives Aim to Take Over Michigan's Democratic Party. And this is what I have been telling you about for, well, for the 18 years I've been doing this show, 
But in particular, since 2009, when I saw Republicans doing this, when the Tea Party and Freedom Works and some of these groups, this conquered whatever it is, coalition group, reached out to Republican voters and said, we, the crazy right here in the Republican Party, need to take over the institutional Republican Party. The Tea Party Republicans need to take over the Republican Party from the Mitt Romney Republicans or the Bob Dole Republicans, the business, pro-business Republicans. They need to be pushed out and the pro-fascism Republicans need to take over. And they did. And the Republican Party, I mean, you know, this led you know, a straight line from that to, to Donald Trump and to all the craziness we've been seeing. And what I've been saying is, you know, we need to take a lesson from that. I mean, the so-called far left of the Democratic Party, those Democrats who support Medicare for all, who support ending student debt and having free tuition at state universities and uh, junior colleges, and who support a Green New Deal rebuilding America's infrastructure in a way that, you know, is not adding to our carbon load. Those policies, and I I wrote a piece about this this morning over on Medium.com, those policies, complete with the links, those policies are supported by more than half of Republicans. But there is this BS notion called bipartisanship. I was watching TV this morning, I was watching CNN this morning, and Poppy Harlow had on uh, Pat Leahy. And I, you know, Poppy is really, really smart person. She's really bright and she's really good. And I find her program, her and Jim Shudo, you know, they do a pretty good job for what they're doing, right? But this morning she had Pat Leahy on and as a Democrat, a senator, he's the sen- Democratic senator from Vermont, the senior senator. He's been the senator longer than Bernie has been. In fact, he's in his 80s. And she said to him words to the effect of, this isn't necessarily a verbatim quote, but it's as close as I can remember. She said, don't you think that by trying to move ahead with this $1.9 trillion COVID package and the other legislation that you're proposing without Republican votes, that you're making worse the partisan divisions in America, that you're tearing America apart? And Leahy's response was, well, we hope to get some Republicans on board. My response, if she had asked me, would have been, these are already bipartisan positions. Come on, Poppy. Just because Republican politicians who are owned by billionaires and the corporations that made them rich don't want to go along with these things doesn't mean that Republican voters don't want to. We're going to start ignoring the Republican politicians and we're going to start paying attention to the Republican voters because the Republican voters are with us, with progressives on these issues. Literally all three issues that I just named. You've got majority Democratic support. The links are in my article. But uh, back to my point of where I started with this thing with uh, David Sirota, Um, I've been talking about taking over the Democratic Party. Well, they're doing it in Michigan. The headline of his piece today, uh, Progressives Aim to Take Over Michigan's Democratic Party. He's quoting from a guy named uh, Liano Sharon. I'm assuming it's a guy. Um, Yeah, he uses the word his. Um, uh, Liano Sharon, he joined the Democratic Party in Michigan in 2016, just four years ago, five years ago. He's got a website, michiganprogressive.com. And the old line corporate Democratic establishment in Michigan was just going out of their way to block progressives in Michigan from getting anything done. And so he and about 20 other people got together and basically they've taken over the Democratic Party in Michigan. There's an election tomorrow. 
you know, on Saturday. It's an election within the party for party leadership and party rules and things like this. And he, he, he's got 123 people running for positions within the Democratic Party. And uh, this, is, this is pretty amazing. He, he just lays the whole thing out about how there's multiple units. There's 82 counties, 14 congressional districts, multiple statewide caucuses and clubs. It's a total of about 10,000 people who actually participate with the Democratic Party in Michigan. It's not that many. It's not that hard for organized progressives to take over the Democratic Party in a state. And they are doing it in Michigan. Now, they may not succeed in the vote tomorrow. But I guarantee you that they will a year from tomorrow or two years from tomorrow because they are moving in that direction. They are they they've got the wind behind their back. Uh, this is happening and they've already got the state party platform to endorse single payer health care, even though Gretchen Whitmer, the, the Democratic governor of the state, is opposed to it. Which is pretty amazing when you think about it, right? So you can do this too. whatever state you're in. Show up with your local Democratic Party. The meetings are now by Zoom, but show up and participate. You can take it over. Kurt in Anchory, Iowa. Hey, Kurt, what's up? Hey, Tom, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just called to, I heard your previous caller from from Iowa talking about wind turbines, and, and let's be clear, they're, they're not windmills. We're not, we're not grinding grain. We're, we're, they're wind turbine generators. We're making electricity here. Uh, I guess you could kind of mm-hmm. call me an expert. I, I work in the field, um, and I wanted cool. to uh, talk about some of the lies that are coming out from Texas and on Fox News. Um, yes, the, the gentleman was correct. We were at minus 28 last week and wind chills to minus 40 to minus 50, and our turbines kept running because uh, our customers bought the cold-weather packages to keep them running and you know there's there's a lot involved in software and uh you know particular greases we use for these to keep them running in cold weather but you know i've i have a friend who's working you know 10 miles from the canadian border in north dakota and his his weren't you know if they wouldn't work there uh they wouldn't work anywhere in the winter um so is the deal, Kurt, that that if you get, you know, if you buy a generic wind turbine um, for a warm climate, it has a different kind of grease that doesn't work as well when, you know, that presumably thickens up when it gets really, really cold and that Texas just went for the cheap stuff rather than the winterization package? Or is there a special, you know, is there something, is it more complicated than that? It's a little more complicated than that. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, um, you know, we heat you know we have it's kind of basically like a heat tape you know that you um mm-hmm. all the plumbing lines on the, the gearbox which has all the oil in it to keep the you got to keep the gearbox warm and and yes and the generator uh-huh. um you know you, you keep that but there's a there's a package and you know it's a software package as well that you know has set points for so these texas utilities that, were just being cheap yes that's what it that's what it was. They didn't, you know, <laughs> I, boils I down to. See, you know, it's a, you know, they, they, you know, once in every 10 years, they may need it, but, you know, so they, I guess they do an analysis, cost benefit. Um, and they say, we don't need the cold weather package. We're in Texas, but you know, when they do, obviously you see what happens, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, the deregulation I think had a lot to do with it. The, 
you know, we're, you know, everywhere else in the country, you know, runs under FERC, uh, Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, and they, they have their air caught and they, they're, they're deregulated. So, you know, um, basically that's, that's what's going on. So does the federal, you know, and you're right, uh, Texas decided that they didn't want federal regulation back in the 70s or maybe the early 80s, and they and they uh, uh, sealed off their grid from the rest of the country so that they wouldn't have to be regulated. Does the federal government regulations on wind turbines require cold weather packages in areas that can get cold weather? Uh, I don't know if there's an actual regulation. I, I think, you know, it's just, it's just common sense. You know, it's just, like there's no cure for stupid. Sense. That's if the problem here. Well, yeah, you, you, yeah. If you're in, if you're in Iowa, you better get your cold weather packages, or you know, you, you know, that's part of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's. Oh, well, it's I, like I putting antifreeze in your car. Regulation. You know, I, I grew right. up in Michigan. I lived in New Hampshire. I lived in Vermont. Right. Uh, you know, I, I I spent most of my life in cold weather places. And you winterize your car when winter's coming. You put a little more antifreeze in the in in, the, in there. You put it. You use a lighter grade of oil in your engine, um, or synth- I always used to use synthetic oils because they just didn't thick. You know, you can take them down to fifty below zero and they don't thicken up. Um, but you know, it's a little more expensive. But you can just get ready for the winter. I mean, this is just common sense. I you know it's. And, and, and now they've got these guys on, on Fox News going, well, you know, it says this is the Green New Deal is going to destroy America because you're all going to see your windmills freeze up because we're just assuming everybody in America is as stupid as Texas is, doesn't know how to winterize a damn you know, windmill or wind turbine. I mean, that, it sounds like, Kurt, the bottom line is that that's what you're saying, that that's what's going on. Yep, that's what I'm that's what I that's, see. That's what. Okay, as a turbine expert, Bruce in Petaluma, California. Hey, Bruce, what's up? I was um, thinking a lot about global warming, and people. I don't think a lot of people kind of get what that really means, even though you know you hear a lot of talk describing it. And I'm beginning to look at it like the Earth as a living molecule. When you get a fever, and the Earth is experiencing a fever, that's the way I see it. You go mm-hmm. and you break into a sweat, and um, things change. You get chills. Yeah, this is like this is like uh, Gaia theory, James yeah, Lovelock's exactly. hypothesis that they, that the Earth is a living organism, and and living organisms respond to assaults and insults and and things like that, and 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 that uh, eventually the planet is either going to die or it's going to fight back. And right. I think you could extend that to say that, you know, COVID might even be a way of fighting back. Not that the planet said, oh, I'm going to intentionally send a virus to attack these people. But, you know, it's kind of the laws of physics sort of thing. As we push into areas that traditionally haven't had humans, we're going to encounter viruses that traditionally haven't infected humans. And here we are. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm thinking that maybe we look like uh, bugs, you know, that they have to get rid of. The planet needs to, yeah. um, humans have caused a lot of rashes and a lot of hot spots. You know, if you look at infrared uh, images of the Earth and all the Se- cities. 70 percent, 70% of the non-ice covered land mass of the world is now occupied by humans. And 90% of all the mammalian biomass on Earth is humans and the and the mammals that we use for food, you know, which would be largely right. cows and pigs. There's also goats and sheep in there. That has happened just in the last 300 years. 
if the last billion years, uh, not even the five billion years of the history of this planet, but the last billion years, uh, which is when life really started to proliferate on this planet, um, was a year, all of this human activity that has just wiped out the natural world, and, and we've talked before on this program about the insect apocalypse, we don't see bugs anymore, and therefore we don't, we, when we moved to, to Portland here 15 years ago, there were swallows everywhere because there were bugs everywhere. There's no more bugs and there's no yeah. more swallows. Um, you know, this is the, the predictable consequence of this. And, and uh, this would all have happened in less than a fraction of a second in the, in the history right. of the earth. It's sort of like, you know, a, a sudden infection. You live for 60 years and all of a sudden you get an infection and boom, you die really quick, um, as happens yeah. so often with COVID. It's like the same thing's happening with the planet. Bruce, I got to move along, but thanks for the call. Charles in Hollywood, Florida. Yes, I, I need to rant. First of all, I need to get this off my chest. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Call your senators, call the White House, because we can now call the White House and call Congress. Please let them know that um, it's great and well that we get into the Pirates Climate Accord and we want to help the people on the border, but let's not forget the attention span of the American people and let's not, you know, we know about COVID, but we need to walk and chew gum with jobs because, like I said before the election, no matter what happens, People need to have jobs first, and then we can go into everything else, Democrats. Republicans, what I hear on Fox News, and I'm thinking it's a bunch of crap. They're just trying to stop us, I think, from the, the Green New Deal because... Uh, yeah, of course they're trying to stop the Green New Deal because they're taking money from the fossil fuel industry and the billionaires who got rich on the fossil fuel industry. If we're so energy independent, why isn't you know the state of Texas, or do they get a subsidy on their oil? Do they get a subsidy on their natural gas? I mean, if we're so energy independent, why is gas prices so high at the pump right now? Everything is supposed to be low, and you tax the rest of the world if you're, if you're shipping out that oil. They grip on Washington and state houses just to develop green energy, because I think they're, they're afraid that we're going to, with green energy, people will develop, you'll get more individuals that's also going to um, gain wealth. You know, what we need to break up these monopolies and these billionaires controlling what we have now because they're ruining our country. So we right, and this is why this energy. is why the Republicans consistently vote against the will of even the majority of Republican voters because they don't care. They they throw a bone to the voters, you know, come election time. But the rest of the year, they're dancing to the tune of billionaires and right wing corporations and the oil industry in particular, fossil fuel industry in particular. Skip in uh, Seattle. Hey, Skip, thanks for listening to KBCS. What's up? January 29th, you referred to a, an email in the New York Times reported by Luke Broadwater from the uh, from a guy named Miller, who was uh, Trump's uh, secretary of defense. And it was an order to the National Guard, do not mess around tomorrow on the 6th of January. You may not Correct. do a whole bunch of things. You can't protect anybody. You can't, uh, no riot gas, all that stuff. And you were quick to say, we're not sure if it's authentic or not. But it did kind of put a shiver up a person's, uh, you know, you can't use the National Guard. And what? Unless I give you a direct It has order. been authenticated, by the way. It has been. Well, good. Then I just want to yes. bet with a, with a Republican friend of mine in a gated community. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I wrote an article about that over at TomHartman.Medium.com, and it has the actual PDF of the actual letter in it. 
and it is an actual letter. And Chris Miller, the acting, the former acting Secretary of Defense, who was installed by Donald Trump after Trump lost the election, he took out the current, he took out the previous acting Secretary of Defense and put in this guy. And then this guy ordered the National Guard to stand down just a couple days before yeah. January 6th. And I personally believe there's a connection between those two, those two events. The most charitable explanation I could come up with is we're trying to avoid another Kent State, but that's, you know, that's, that's stretching it, just knowing right. the temperament of Trump and his crowd. Thanks again, Tom. I'll let you go. Bye. I agree. Thank you, Skip. Good talking with you. I appreciate the call. Jeff in Fort Dodge, Iowa. Hey, Jeff, your thoughts? Well, Tom, uh, I'm living here in Fort Dodge, Iowa, and the uh, two mornings ago it was minus 28 below zero here in Fort Dodge. Wow. Minus 33 degrees, actual temperature in Denison, Iowa, and we have windmills all over. And and, and they're not frozen uh, up? Mile, no, I don't, not that I know of. Mile, we've had them for years here. Mid-American Energy, which is my local uh, energy company here in Fort Dodge, they, on a windy day can generate virtually all their customers' power, which is about 69,000 homes and businesses, I believe, on wind energy. So this thing about, you know, even talking about Finland and Norway, and we're right here in Iowa, and we are one of the biggest states in the United States, or the biggest power producers in the United States of wind-generated energy. And yeah. we also build our own uh, windmills at Newton, Iowa, where the Maytag plant went really? out of business, and now there is a windmill plant there. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. Jeff, uh, thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And, and, and le- if I may respectfully offer a warning to you, Jeff, if uh, any guys from Texas show up claiming to be windmill engineers, run them out of town. <laughs> I tell you what, like I said, that's been one of the biggest things. And now my energy company is going from the windmills. We're trying to go to the so- solar panels. So, that's like great. I said, it's happening here in Iowa in the Midwest. And don't let them tell you it doesn't get cold here. Because, like I say, it was 28 below zero actual temperature here. And the wind chill was probably about 40 below. Somebody needs to tell Tucker Carlson. It's so sad that those lies are spreading. Jeff, thank you for the call. Jared in Downington, Pennsylvania. You are on the air, Jared. What's up? I want to talk about this recent power grid failure. Because this seems to be mm-hmm. getting a lot of the news recently. Um, and um, I was actually talking with one of my coworkers um, actually today, last night, um, um, about it. Um, and uh yeah uh he mentioned um the yeah down in texas they got a lot of um windmills and such and that's why they got a power outage because they're not used to cold weather like this and i was just thinking for a second like is is, is that really correct because i was like for a second like thinking like okay yeah 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 but then i was like wait a minute um i don't quite know if that's true or not so then I looked it up and it was like, you know, uh, 10%. Yeah, it's not Texas true. Head. Well, not only that, a lot of the yeah. windmills that they have in, in Texas are Siemens wind, windmills, S-E-I-M-E-N-S or M-A-N-S. Um, they're made in what, Finland, I think? Uh, you know, they're made in one of the northern European countries. 
or one of the Scandinavian countries. And they, and they work just fine in Scandinavia. Obviously, e- either Texas didn't appropriately configure them or set them up or winterize them. Uh, well, it, it's got to be one of those three because the storm that they're having in Texas, you know, while Texas has got their hair on fire and they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, we've never seen anything like this. That's what they call Thursday in Finland. Yeah, yeah. And um, I also read that they got... Um windmills in Antarctica that can um, uh, defrost themselves or something along with that line. Um, yeah. Well, they do I it like airplane do, airplanes do. The leading edge of an airplane wing, um, there's two ways they do it. Some of them have a cuff that's like a rubberized thing that will pop the ice off. Um, others have heating elements in them that will heat and, and melt the ice off, although uh, the cuffs are more popular because um, the heating elements will just spread that ice back against the wing. Um, but, you know, the, the, they've got ways to do that. You can get, you know, uh, windmills that are completely uh, weatherproof, essentially. That's, like I said, that's how they do it in all these northern countries that are getting. Now, Copenhagen is getting all their power, I believe, from windmills or the vast majority of it. You know, it's, you can see them on the harbor there. They're beautiful. Um, but anyhow, back to you, Jared. But yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and they can also get like heating for like, you know, oil or, you know, wherever they're getting their natural gas from. Uh, because, I mean, you can't really like have oil flow if it's like cold and frozen in the uh, pipes or anything like that. Um, I think a lot of this has to do with like Texas privatizing a lot of their um, energy, their energy. It has um, everything to do with it. The, the, in, in aggregate, all of the Texas utilities showed a $600 plus million dollar profit last year. They could have used that money no, to winterize their systems. They could have used it to insulate their gas lines. They could have used it to upgrade their, their windmills, whatever it may be. But instead, they distributed that money to their shareholders. So you've got a bunch of rich people in Texas who got big payouts, and that's, that's it. Jared, Jared I got to call. I got I to move along, but thank you for the call. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Dennis in Aptos, California. Hey, Dennis, thank you for, uh, for hanging on so long. What's on your mind? Talking about the situation in the 1980s with Oliver North, the CIA, Ronald Reagan, and so on and so forth, reminded me. Yeah, that was from uh, Barbara Honiger's book. Right. And uh, she was a guest quite often on uh, KAZU Radio in Pacific Grove uh, on the May Brussels program 
uh, dialogue conspiracy. I don't know if you are aware of Mae Brussel. She was the granddaughter. I'm not, Barbara Honiger has been on this show several times. Yeah, so a lot of that stuff came out. Uh, And, you know, I'm not sure that Trump uh, had the same sort of connections that the Bushes seem to have. Although, you know, it comes around again. He had, apparently, he did have uh, quite a bit to do with Saudi Arabia. It just seems that Saudi Arabia is such a, I don't know what really to call it. They're, They're in the background. They're haunting the United States in more ways than one, so often. And I don't know what Biden It's might like the be dark doing planet, you know, that, that you can only identify because it perturbs the orbits of other planets. And you say, oh, well, there must be a planet there. There must be a sun there in that, in that <laughs> galaxy or a black hole or something, because everything's behaving weird. And, uh, and, and I think you're absolutely right. Saudi Arabia plays that role, particularly for the Republican Party. Um, and all you have to do is look at, you know, what happened after 9-11. Yeah, and you know, oil should be uh, a resource that has less and less of an effect on government. And right. uh, what, what you know, the, it, this goes to Texas. What's going on there with you know the governor saying somehow trying to blame wind power or solar power or the lack thereof uh, during this uh, uh, polar vortex. And uh, I'm glad that guy called in from Iowa yesterday because he said up in Iowa, their windmills are running just fine during this time of uh, below freezing temperatures. So if they work in Iowa, why can't they work in Texas? Well, Texas is very oily. It's uh, very gassy. And uh, we need to get away from that. I, I hope Biden, you know, would come out and say something about that. And, and counter too. what Governor Abbott said and just kind of point out that he's uh, he's like Trump. He's just full of BS. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, yep. You know, here, and here again, I mean, uh, you know, ads have to be put out there about about how good renewable energy is more and more. Uh, I, I already saw one ad on TV, obviously, from the gas and oil industry talking about how, you know, we can't uh, we, we need them. We need that as as a resource. It's sort of, uh, you know, going against uh, any chance that there could be a new Green Deal passed. So that has to be countered. And, you know, I'm willing to donate some money. And I would hope that uh, some of the major solar companies or even Elon Musk would get off the dime. Let's get Bezos, Zuckerberg. They're phony progressives if they don't do something about it. And I'm with you, Dennis, and we need to spread the word. We need to absolutely spread the word. Chaz in Lakewood, Washington. Hey, Chaz, what's on your mind today? Bonjour, mon ami. Uh, it's a great day to be in America, <laughs> is it not? It is where there's power. It isn't where Ted Cruz <laughs> well, lives. Well, see, that is exactly what I want to bring up. It's like... Tom, we just have way too high expectations for Texas because this is a place that, on average, has a couple of processing plant explosions per year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it, man. That's just like, you, you don't mess with Texas. They, they're they handling it. They're messing with themselves just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're, you're absolutely right, and I think that that's an excellent point. 
Um, they, uh, and thank you. Thank you very much for that call, Chaz. Alan in Massapequa, New York. Am I mangling that, Alan? No, no, that's uh, right. An old Indian name. And uh, thank you, Tom. Okay. Um, uh, my point is you often discuss changes made by R Ronald Reagan, which resulted in a shift of income to the rich from the middle and working class. One change I have not heard uh, discussed, but which I understand was made, was the elimination of a federal program, which I believe might have been started by Nixon, actually, that gave federal funds to counties and localities throughout the U.S. Um, as localities would presumably have to replace these funds after that cut by increasing property taxes, they would therefore be shifting the tax burden from the more progressive income tax to the more regressive property tax, or else they cut services. I wanted to know, I really haven't heard, I read something about it, but I really haven't heard much. Is my understanding correct on this? And if it is, is there any studies or documentation that show that property taxes increased or local services were cut? because of these changes and and if so uh, right. one could say you know one it's always you hear conservatives bellyaching about uh, increased property taxes but if what i'm saying is correct um perhaps it should be pointed out to them that it was reagan's policy which helped accelerate that well there may be a specific uh, policy or action with which i'm unfamiliar but i think broadly speaking alan what you're talking about is a process that the republicans love called block granting and that's where you say uh, okay we're, we're doing food stamps to the whole country well, actually i'm not sure the food stamps is a good example i don't know if they've been block granted but let's just pretend that they were um right. and so we're going to say you alabama last year got you know 50 million dollars in food stamps um so uh instead but from the federal government that you know it flowed right out of the federal government into the pockets of, of individual consumers this year we're just going to give 50 million dollars to you as a state as a block grant and good luck you just distributed as food stamps and and then what happens is the next Congress comes along and says 50 million let's make that 45 million and they start dialing back on the amount of the block grants or the block grants are not inflation adjusted and you know the right. inflation happens and the consequence of that is that the state governments and all the local governments you know to whom that money eventually goes have to cut back on services um, the specific areas where that's happening I don't have right off the top of my head uh, there are some great articles about it and I think if you look at if you if you search on block grants as your uh, you know principal vehicle for finding this information you'll be able to find it and Alan if you could find a good source tweet it to me would you I'd love to have it okay I had trouble finding it looking it up I've kind of read about it without any details yeah. I, I, I think block grants are the key to what you're looking for. It. Yep. I got to run, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. That's a, a great question. Martin in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Martin, what's on your mind today? Uh, well, you were asking earlier for a way to, um, you know, deal with these uh, fake news things on like the uh, right wing media saying that uh, wind, wind turbines are uh, failing and the Green New Deal is the reason Texas are, Texans are dying. And um, I think probably uh, the best way would be to follow the path set by Dominion voting machines. Sue them? Sue them. I mean, this is the only language that these, that these people speak. It's their money. Sue them. I, I had a laugh when the pillow guy was on uh, one of those shows, and, uh, 
and he was going on about the Dominion machines after the lawsuits were filed, and they fell all over themselves trying to get him to shut up, and they finally cut him off. So the only way to do it. Well, they're, 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 yeah, they're suing him, too. Yeah, well, of course they're going to sue back, but they're the ones that uh, did the damage because they're, they're, they're liable. And they respect corporations yeah. or people in America, right? Well, when a corporation has the right to sue somebody as an individual for libel and slander. I mean, it so here's the problem, Martin, I'm guessing. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm not super familiar with the windmill situation in Texas, other than, other than knowing that the western part of Texas is generating somewhere between six and 10 percent of all the power in the city, in the state, you know, using wind power. And only a very small number of those windmills were not apparently winterized or, or shut down. But um, here's the problem. Any windmill manufacturer who wants to continue selling their products into Texas, if they were to sue Greg Abbott or the state of Texas or even Fox News for these god-awful lies that they're telling, they would probably lose their future contracts. Um, you know, Dominion Voting Machines, for that matter, I think is taking a big chance here, but they, they figured that they were on the line. There was so much pressure to get rid of all the voting machines, um, which is something that can be easily done in one year. Uh, it's a lot harder to get that kind of pressure to get rid of windmills, right? You can prevent new ones by blocking the Green New Deal, that kind of thing. But, but um, it seems like this, the, the uh, cost-benefit ratio, the risk that Dominion took in the lawsuit was minimal and the rewards for them that is being able to maintain their voting machines in the state of Georgia are was huge whereas the risk to the windmill manufacturers who are selling their products in Texas and it appears that a lot of these are coming out of Iowa out of big manufacturing plants in Iowa that risk it seems to me is substantial and their benefits might be small um, does that recalibrate your equation Martin yeah, well, I'd say the counter to that is simple, that how many contracts will they lose? Because, say, um, one other mostly red state is going to talk about putting in wind turbines, and they're going to fall back and, oh, well, look what happened to Texas. How much business will they lose because of the the stories coming out of Texas? I think that, you know, oh, that's the, a good like point. you said, the cost-benefit ratio, but we got to see what's going to cost them more in the long run, because if that lie is allowed to stand... It'll be used by people fighting windmills from now to eternity. I mean, you know, saying yeah. that, you know, birds flying into them, killing off the American Eagle wasn't enough, or that the um, solar yeah, that was Trump's was lie. draining yeah. the sun. I mean, people believe that solar panels <laughs> drain the sun. I know, so, you know I know. We, I remember when that was a thing back about six years ago on Fox News. It was insane. Uh, or maybe it wasn't Fox News. It was in the right, right wingosphere. Martin, um, you've brought me around to your way of thinking. And uh, thanks for the suggestion. Hopefully, some somebody working for one of these wind turbine companies is listening to the program right now. Johnny in San Marcos, Texas. Hey, Johnny, what's on your mind? How, how are you doing? Are you in one of the places that lost their power, or are you back up? We're back up, but it comes and it goes. But uh, mm. my my thing about the, holding the Republicans responsible, we all know it's only two things. One is Citizens United, get it overturned. The other thing is the media, because yep. they followed the Berlusconi effect, didn't they? Yeah, Berlusconi was a media billionaire in Italy. He owned most of the newspapers and all of the television stations of any consequence in Italy. And then he ran for prime minister and won because, hey, all the media was talking about what a wonderful guy he was. And he was just, you know, a, a little more charming version of Donald Trump. Um, you know, right. his bunga bunga parties and everything else. 
Go ahead. And that's what they've done. They've and that's what they've done. They followed, you know, Berlusconi. Well, this was part of the plan that Lewis Powell laid out. You know, we've got to get control of the colleges. So we've got, you know, billionaires and right wing think tanks have to be funding college professors in history, economics and and political science, which is happening in over 200 colleges and universities in the United States right now. Um, We have to get control of the media. We need to encourage our wealthy you know, people to actually buy media properties. That has happened. We need to get control of the court system. We need to create an organization that can vet right-wing lawyers and pump them into the federal courts. That happened. It was the Federalist Society. It was created in the 1980, early 1980s as a result of the Powell Memo. I mean, you know, you could just go down the list and tick every box. Right. You know, uh, we need to get right. control of the politics. We need, we need to build think tanks so that we can control public opinion. Now those think tanks are doing everything from, you know, uh, subtly rewriting Wikipedia entries um, to to openly running, you know, so right-wing websites that pretend to be news. It's crazy. It's crazy. Johnny, thank you for the call. You're listening to Tom Hartman. Visit TomHartman.com for audio and video archives. It's the place where despair is not an option. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, all into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. It's accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com Hartman with two N's. netsuite.com Hartman. That's netsuite.com Hartman. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jose in Toledo, Ohio. Hey, Jose, what's up? The general, how do we beat these Republican lies? We're never really going to be able to uh, out-BS really good BSers, which they are. Uh, but what we, Democrats can do is develop their agenda, their progressive agenda, put it into action, and, and let the results speak for themselves. Because if you would just a yelling, uh, screaming back and forth isn't going to do it, but an agenda right. that's working for the people will. You know, I mean, when. Completely when agree with you, Jose. Right. That's why we need to end the filibuster so they can actually do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we need to look at what we've got to do to get the agenda that's needed done 
so that people can walk away from the from the garbage that is being told to them that lies are easy to believe and truth is hard to swallow so you know we have to make truth palatable i agree very well said jose zach in north hollywood california hey zach what's on your mind today I just like to know when rural America is going to get it that the GOP's the heads I win, tails you lose, bait and switch for the rich party, <laughs> you know. But uh, my, yeah. my main question today is uh, how high on the priority list for Biden should it be that uh, we not only get rid of the filibuster, but more importantly, I think, is uh, getting, getting rid of this flimsy Nixon OLC memo at the DOJ which gave Trump, uh, you know, which not only handcuffed Mueller, but gave Trump uh, claimed actual immunity from criminal acts during his uh, time in office. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I think the step one, Zach, is for is for President Biden to get himself a uh, an attorney general. Uh, so far, so far, uh, the you know, the, the Senate has not taken that up. I, I believe they're going to next week. Uh, in fact, I think it passed out of committee yesterday, or at least it was supposed to. I haven't seen a specific story saying that he got out of the Judiciary Committee yesterday. But um, I think I did hear on NPR this morning that um, the vote on Merrick Garland would be next week. So mm-hmm. step one, get an attorney general. Step two, have the attorney general direct the Office of Legal Counsel to reevaluate that that memo or rewrite it or whatever. Um, yeah, it could happen you're again right. if we don't address it. You know. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, just generally not a good thing. Zach, thanks. That's, that's a great point. I really appreciate you making it. Lisa in Montreal, Canada. Hey, Lisa, what's up? Hi, thanks for taking my call. No, I, I was listening during the week, you know, and I, I couldn't help myself, but this is Friday now. Anything goes. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I had to, you know, uh, call in about this, the crazy nonsense with the the wind turbines i mean canada's an, the ninth producer of uh, wind energy in the world and i mean we have like 301 really? wind turbines i mean and you know we're in the north i mean okay i'm in yeah. montreal but in northern quebec uh wind turbines have I mean, that's their energy source. I mean, all yeah. through the the prairies, uh, uh, eastern and uh, northern Ontario, the uh, prairie, prairie provinces, uh, northwest territories, relies heavily on winter turbines, you know? so Yeah, and I mean, unlike the sun, the wind blows 24-7. Um, so yeah, your wind it, turbines are not freezing up because so- you've... You've got no, engineers who know how to winterize I mean, them, right? We have the icing blades. There's radiant blades. That's what, I mean, we can go, usually they can um, hold up to uh, minus 30 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. I'm sorry, sorry we, we yeah. right here on Celsius, so I, I'm not good That's on. Okay. Uh, it would have to be in the neighborhood of know, minus 30 or 40 Fahrenheit. I mean, you know, it's, it, I, I, I don't know what it would be either, but. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it, I'm not good at the, the, the translation, but yeah. I mean, I, I, I was so shocked because a uh, morning this week I'm watching, uh, I think it was Morning Joe, and here's um, the, the, the governor, Tex Abbott, you know, talking about, uh, you know, it's, it's Green New Deal. I, I, I was so shocked. <laughs> you know, my boyfriend and I looked at each other and goes, what? 
It's like, are you yeah. kidding me? I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 I mean, and especially after here in Quebec, we had in 1996 the huge ice storm, which is exactly what is happening in in Texas and your your southern state. And I mean, we were out. I mean, uh, Hydro Quebec had a complete failure uh, for two weeks, I and mean, it was pure hell here. And they they had to revamp because they're so heavily regulated, especially here. It's a, it's a publicly owned company. I mean, there's investments in it. Their pensions are invested in. So you have to uh, regulations are needed in order for for. I mean, and also Hydro Quebec is about is not about. It's the only one in Quebec that uh, regulates any type. You know, your your hydroelectricity. It's it's very big here. And uh, there's natural gas, oil. It's not is is very low. I should have checked the percentages, but uh, it, it is absolutely mind-boggling to me that people could get, be gaslighted like that. It's 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 just not true. And Ameri- mm-hmm. Americans have to, you know, inform themselves. It's it's just not true. You know, yeah. on, I got that it. Was what uh, you and our caller from Iowa, who was talking about all the wind turbines that they have there. Um, you know, I, I, it's just you know, Greg Abbott was lying through his teeth. Happen. He was just trying to cover his own butt <laughs> and and trying to suck up to his uh, his you know big fossil fuel guys. So, anyhow, Lisa, I got to move along. But thank you for the call. It's great to hear from you, and thanks for listening to us there in, in uh, Montreal. Roy in Corpus Christi, Texas. Hey, Roy, what's on your mind today? While we're on the subject of our esteemed governor here in Texas, I live in Corpus Christi. Well, I exist mm-hmm. in Corpus Christi. I wouldn't call it a living right now. We've been freezing our butt off for the last couple of days. I, the only thing the governor has done for me to keep me warm was his inane comments about how proud we are to be free of regulation. I have a problem with some of those regulations and, and what their root cause is. In uh, 2015, I put solar on my roof, uh, down mm-hmm. solar shingles. And they worked out real well, and I thought, well, I have this vacant lot that I own next to my home. Why don't I cover it in solar panels? And then I'd be totally energy-free. In fact, the energy company would pay me each month. Mm-hmm. But there's laws, uh, city laws in this case, but they're based on a state law. that says, no, you can't do that. You can't put solar panels on your private property unless they're on your roof. Well, you know, I'm not really? wealthy. I have a small house. And, uh, <laughs> Your roof isn't that big. I enough roof space <laughs> on mine. Uh, <laughs> right. Now I'm stuck with this lot. I'd love to put solar panels on it. I'd love to put a windmill on it. But I can't do yeah. that because a windmill in Texas has to be 100 yards from a, a residence. And my neighbor is hmm. less than 100 yards from me, so I can't put up a windmill. I can't yeah. put solar panels on it. And I'm not free, darn it, man. I'm tired of listening to Mr. Abbott and his predecessor, Mr. Perry, and our current attorney general saying that Texans would rather freeze for a couple of days than have the tyranny of regulation. Uh, right. Both weekends. When they're regulating you to the point where you can't do solar. I, Louise and I uh, uh, were in Hawaii. Uh, it was for a board meeting for Vocal, and um, and I also did my show from our our, Hawaii, our Honolulu affiliate for a week. Um, this was three or four years ago, and there was a big debate going on at that time 
Um, apparently, there's a for-profit utility there that wanted to make it uh, impossible, basically, for people to have solar on their homes uh, and still be connected to the grid. And they were claiming, it's all about safety. What if somebody's home sends a spike down the line? And, of course, there are devices that prevent that from happening, but they were pretending that there weren't. And, you know, this is, the, this is what utilities do, Roy. They, they, they lobby for regulation that basically screws average working people and helps them. And uh, some, you know, not all regulation is good regulation, as you're pointing out correctly. And and I, you know, it's 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 it's. I think it's important for us to once in a while recognize that. Roy, thanks a lot for the call, Brian in Tacoma, Washington. Hey, Brian, what's up, Puerto Rico? Yeah, hey. No, yeah, I just uh, I'm not convinced. Maybe you can convince me, but I'm not convinced uh, Puerto Rico is going to be a Repub- uh, democratic state and have democratic senators and whatnot. Uh, I'm, you know, if we make them a state, uh, they have a Republican governor, they have, you know, so I, I hear your push for D.C. and Puerto Rico, and I'm just not convinced Puerto Rico will go Democratic, but please convince me or please, you know, let me know what you think, and I'll take your opinion off the air. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Well, I, I Brian, I, that's, that's interesting. I, I am not that familiar with Puerto Rico's politics, so I can't really address it. Um, you know, I remember during the hurricane and uh, what is it, Maria, and immediately thereafter that the mayor of the largest city in Puerto Rico was taking Donald Trump to task. And uh, but you know whether they'd be a red state or a blue state, I don't know. I still think that it's a good idea to have Puerto Rican statehood, and I think that we should add the U.S. Virgin Islands as well. I'm going to have to uh, to do a little research on that and figure out what the what the scoop is. Um, let's see here, uh, Tracy in Richmond, Virginia. Hey, Tracy, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Tom? Nice to talk to you Good. again. Um, I, you. I just wanted to call in to to make a little statement about um, what's going on in the world. I mean, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna survive the way we're going. We, we need a whole new paradigm. Where we're all pitching in, doing what we got. We got the technology. We got enough resources for everybody on this planet to live at least a, a, a middle life class. You know what I mean? A middle class life. I'm sorry. And it just it just kills me to to, to see we, you know, going through these uh, Republican Democrat. I mean, it's like good good cop bad cop. They're playing us against each other. It's not going to work. And uh, I just, you know, want to say to the people out there, your listeners already know, they're pretty enlightened. And, I, you know, I enjoy the show. But if we don't get it together as a people, you know, we're in trouble, man. We're I don't know if we're going to make it as a species. You know, I, I agree. I know I'm getting deep, a little deep, but, I mean, this is elementary. We got to get together on this planet because it's just a speck in the universe we're a speck on a speck and if we don't figure out a way to live together we're going to perish we're going to go the way of the dinosaurs man mm-hmm. and yeah you I, wonder I, what I species might replace us you know intelligent cockroaches yeah uh but these movies we watch on tv about you know the end of the world and everything mm-hmm. hey man that 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 that, that could happen you see what happened, you know, with storming the Capitol. I mean, I mean, we're just, 
I don't get it because we don't have to live this hard of a life. If we all pitched in and helped each other, looked out for each other. You know, yeah. the and they do that in other countries, Tracy. But it's all about greed. Greed is destroying this planet. Well, and it's ridiculous. And, yeah, and it's destroying the human race. It's destroying our politics. It's destroying our culture. It's uh, I, I'm with you, Tracy. Very well said. Thank you very much for the call, David in Minneapolis. Hey, David, what's on your mind today? The Brett Kavanaugh appointment that was kind of shoved through very fast. They did a token FBI investigation of if the charges of sexual assault were uh, discoverable, and it looked like a whitewash was done quickly, and then they voted them in. Could that investigation be reopened if they could establish the charges were valid? Could he be impeached? Uh, it's a good question, David. I don't know the answer. Um, the, uh, legally, technically, the answer is yes. Uh, the big question is practically, you know, is, is the Biden Justice Department willing to burn uh, political capital on going after Brett Kavanaugh? And there's other things, by the way. It's not just, you know, whether he was a rapist when he was in high school or, or uh, you know, early on in his college career. It's also uh, where did all that hundreds of thousands of dollars, he, he was several hundred thousand dollars in debt. And there's a question about whether he had, you know, big gambling debts. And he had a large, he was living large uh, for a guy who was, you know, just a federal judge. He had a, a, you know, a huge house with a huge mortgage. And all that got paid off when he was nominated for the court. And, and we still don't know who paid off all his debts. And, and we still don't know if he's, you know, if he has a gambling problem or if he still has a gambling problem. I, you know, it's just, there's a lot unknown there. Literally not one single document. He worked inside the, uh, the, Reg- the Bush administration, the George W. Bush administration for a while. And uh, apparently participated in authorizing torture for the prisoners that, that we had gathered after 9-11 in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq. But not one piece of paper was, was allowed to be released or entered into the evidence in that trial so, or in that uh, confirmation hearing. So uh, I, you know, I think there's something very, very skeezy about Brett Kavanaugh, and, and I'd like to know what it is. Also, uh, Myra Shelby is an extraordinarily qualified African-American judge who was set to go on to the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals and uh, Mitch McConnell refused, and she had been nominated by President Obama in the last year of his, of his presidency uh, for the Seventh Circuit. And Mitch McConnell refused to even consider her. He held up her nomination for a, about a year just to keep that slot open so that Amy Coney Barrett could take that slot as her first job as a federal judge. And then, you know, within a year or two, I guess it was two and a half years, um, she was transferred from that position on the Seventh Circuit onto the Supreme Court after a rather undistinguished uh, career of uh, bizarre judgments and things. So there, there was a lot of and, and then also I want to know, um, did, is it true that Donald Trump or is it false that Donald Trump basically blackmailed Anthony Kennedy, who's uh, still in perfect health and out there, you know, being a young athlete, essentially. Um, I mean, he's in his 70s, but uh, he's, he's in great shape. Did, did he blackmail Anthony Kennedy into leaving the court so that he could put uh, uh, Kavanaugh on the court? And was that and, and was the vehicle that he used, Anthony Kennedy's son, who was the guy who signed off on over a billion dollars worth of loans because his son was in charge of high income private banking at Deutsche Bank. And, you know, uh, Trump even made a, a, a public reference uh, 
to Kennedy's son, to Kennedy, uh, you know, just a few months before Kennedy suddenly decided to retire. And I think that there's something skeezy there, too. And, and frankly, you know, yeah, inquiring I, minds want to know. Uh, we should all know. David, thank you for raising the topic. Jeff in Portland, Oregon. Hey, De- hey Jeff, what's up? Hey, good morning, Tom. Happy Friday. Um, you know, in, uh, in the summer, this past summer, President Biden, in his convention speech, he outlined uh, the four major crises we were facing, the pandemic, the economy, climate change, and racial injustice. But I think the events since then uh, demand we identify one more major crisis, crisis and, and that's a democracy crisis, as in democracy versus fascism. And Tom, Agreed. for historical con- yeah, and, and for historical context, as you like to often do, um, you know, going back to the 30s and 40s, not only did FDR fight fascists abroad, he fought them at home as well. The, the fascist American First Movement was funded by oligarchs like Henry Ford and uh, propelled by the radio host uh, Father Coughlin, who, who had an audience probably combined the size of uh, Rush Limbaugh and Fox News together. Um, so, you know, in 44, FDR introduced his second Bill of Rights. Uh, when he introduced that, he said, people who are hungry and out of a job are the stuff of which dictatorships are made. And to your yeah. point on, uh, to your post on Medium.com today, Tom, from 44 till 1980, we were slowly yet surely moving toward enacting FDR's second Bill of Rights. And then the Reagan revolution totally stopped us in our tracks. So if we're going to get back on track, if Biden, if Joe Biden wants to succeed and if our democracy is going to survive, we, we, have, we have to convince him and Manchin and Cinema that any the filibuster in the name of democracy is our only option. Don't you agree? I agree. I absolutely agree. Jeff, great rant. Thank you very much. Hey, special thanks to Louise Hartman, Sean Taylor, Nate Atwell, Jamie Holly, Joyce the Hammer, Nance, Nigel Peacock, Sue Nethercutt, Patrick Hoyt, Geraldine Halbert, Ron Hartenbaum, Chase Spross, Nicholas Miller, Pat Sweeney, Jabbermocky, and Jay LeBlanc. Thank you so much for helping make this show work. And thank you for helping make this show work. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your feedback and your thoughts and your tweets and everything else. Get out there, get active, tag, you're it. Democracy needs you. You've been listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com. 